Welcome to Outside the Lines, the podcast of our host, Bob Cheviar, and his co-host, Scott Shannon. Bob and Scott are longtime teaching pros in Westchester County, New York. They have both been ranked in the top 15 nationally in men's 35 and 40 and over singles and doubles. Bob is also the author of Deconstructing Tennis, the 4D System. Together, Bob and Scott investigate many of the hidden secrets of playing good tennis, as well as offering their expert commentary on professional tennis. Hi, Bob Shabir, back again uh, with our second team from the Atlantic Cup, the team from Middle Atlantic. We're Middle States. Middle States, I'm sorry. And uh, I'm here with Captain Mike Ehrenberg, who was just telling me he's a fellow podcaster. So welcome to the event. Um, Can you tell us all a little bit about how you go about selecting your team for this event? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, what what I try to do and uh, my co-captain, Jim Olson, we we scour uh, uh, the middle states for for top level players. We look at their tournament results. We look at their tournament rankings and we especially look at the results in intersectional and national tournaments. So uh, the better you do in those tournaments, the more likely you're going to make our roster because everybody on this roster is very accomplished. All of us have uh, deep resumes, but, you know, to make the cut, you've got to be one of the best players in the country. So could you tell us a little bit about your tennis background? OK, <laughs> I, uh, I played uh, high school tennis at Johnson Regional in Clark, New Jersey. I started uh, all four years and I played three years at the University of Delaware. I took a long break. I had an illness during college and I came back on the senior tour at age 37 and I've held number one rankings in New Jersey, top 50 in the U.S., and top five in the section. Wow. So you didn't grow up far from me, which was Maplewood, New Jersey. Um, and welcome to the podcast. And our general theme today for a lot of our listeners, they like hearing stories about either the best win you had or the most memorable match that you had. Could you share a story with us? Uh, well, there is, there is one match that stands out. Um, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, John Crowd, who played at the University of North Carolina, uh, perished in a, in a plane crash. And a few years later, I played his college teammate from the University of North Carolina, Paul Tendler, who was his roommate. And I played Paul at the uh, Nelson Green tournament. I lost the first set 6-1. I barely won points. I was down 3-0. And I just felt John was looking down on me and I came back and I won 12, 10 in the super breaker. And uh, that was memorable for me. Wow. What a fa- fantastic story of inspiration. Thank you so much for joining us. Yep. Member of the middle States team, Jay Kinetkar. Jay, it ends up, we were talking earlier today, went to Rutgers where I did grew up in New Jersey as well, and quite an accomplished player. I remember back seeing his name many times in the ranking lists, and uh, it's a pleasure to meet him. We had a nice chat earlier today. And Jay, uh, you had a tough singles match earlier today. Are you playing singles or doubles this afternoon? 
He's playing more singles this afternoon. So I just wonder the question that uh, I was just posing to Mike, if you could share with us your most memorable or best match. Uh, I'm actually making about the Atlantic Cup. Uh, about three years ago, played Von Erskine from Team Eastern. Uh, I think it was in New England. Uh-huh. Um, I'm down like 9-5 in the Super Tiebreaker and somehow squeaked it out. Ron Erskine is one of the most accomplished players you're ever going to talk about. Wow. So. I, I remember him. He grew up with John Dockin, and they were a doubles team here in the East and the boys, and uh, I practiced with them numerous times. Um, they were a little younger than us, but I would practice with them when they were like 16, 17, and uh, my doubles partner and I had some great matches. Ron Erskine was a fantastic player, and so oftentimes on TV, when someone makes a comeback like yours, I think mistakenly the commentator the, or the player will even say, I knew I was going to win. I don't think when you're down nine, five, you know, you're going to win. I think the one thing you do know is that you're not giving up and you're going to fight to the last. What would you say? Well, the only thing you know is that you have to win the next point. Yes. Okay. That's it. You and you take one point at a time. Point. No and, margin of error. And, yeah, no margin of error. You uh -huh. take one point at a time, and if things work out, they work out. If not, you lose. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for joining us today, Jay. You're up. Yes. Tell me your name, so please. My name is Fred. Mm -hmm. It's Perrin. P-E. Much better story for you, but I played me and my partner from Philly played them in the first round in California. Three sets with all docking and nurse. Oh wow. That's why I met both of those guys. Uh-huh. Was this a junior national or yeah, something? National hardcourts. Uh, hard okay. And did you play in the match this morning? I did. We played doubles. We lost 10 8 in the third set. Oh my gosh. There have been so many matches just that close all across the board. Uh, oh, great. Well, good luck. I look forward to seeing you play because the singles has typically been here on the outdoor court. So I think um, this is where we are right now. I'll get a good look at that match. So can you tell us a little bit about your tennis background? Yes, my uh, I grew up here in Philadelphia. Uh, my family owned a tennis club and grew up around the tennis uh, industry and, and just enjoyed playing. So I was number one in middle states for the boys, 16s and 18s. Um, continue on playing nationals uh, through the summer. And then uh, I went and played two years of college tennis at University of South Florida in Tampa. Um, it was a good choice for me because I got to play fairly high, pretty quick. And by the second year, I was ranked number 35 in the NCAAs. That is an excellent resume. So please share with us, Fred, your most memorable or best match. So I have two for you. So freshman year of high or college at Tampa, we got a wild card into a hundred thousand dollar event and we drew John Alexander and Cliff Fletcher first round. Uh -huh. And I was scared out of my mind. I'm 18 years old and somehow played the match of my life. And we won seven, six in the third. So I picked up world ranking points, but now I'm moving on and I have to play Brian Gottfried and Hank Fister. That's even tougher. So we were playing the second match at night, and I, again, lots of people watching, very nervous, 
We end up losing the first set 6-3, which was only one service break, which was from me. Next set, we end up breaking Hank Fister, and we won the second set, 6-4. We're in this. I mean, Brian Godfrey is 10 in the world in doubles, and Fister was 15. So sure enough, we go all the way on serve, all the way through, and my partner starts getting nervous at 4-5, and he double faults on match point. But what a memory to, to be able to play Brian Godfrey and Hank Fister. Wow. I'm looking forward to watching you play because a little of that must be left in the tank. I would think that's, that is a tremendous accomplishment. Um, for those of you that don't know some of the names that Fred mentioned, uh, John Alexander, who was one of the victims in his first round win was a tall, hard serving, pure power, Australian player, no nonsense. Um, I once watched him warm up at Forest Hills when it was the couple of years they had it on clay and his, the guy he was hitting with, they were just having a friendly hit, gave him the first ball and Alexander hit it and it landed right on the baseline. Exactly. And he turned to the guy and said, that's good. The court is the right length. So he, he had a little bit of confidence there. And of course, Hank Fister and Brian Gottfried, both big serving, power playing American players, tremendous, tremendous players. So to be that close against those guys was a great accomplishment. Thanks for sharing that story. Hey, so I'm now here with Johan Hochstedt. He was a singles player this morning, correct? Yeah, and it was it was pretty hot out there. Now remember, it's fifty five and over. But Johan was wearing his cap backwards during the match, I believe. Well, you were that player, right? So he's got the young guy sort of way of going out there, and I think it paid off for you, or not? Yeah, today was good. Today was good. That's good. Good. So tell us a little bit more about your tennis background before you share your favorite story. Okay, so uh, I. I played tennis a junior in Sweden. I came over to play college tennis in the U.S., the University of Utah. So I was there in 86 to 90. A great, uh, great fun. Um, and my uh, brother was a famous tennis player, so I used to travel with him. He played uh, professional and uh, he won the junior U.S. Open, actually played uh, in the same tournament as one of our teammates, uh, Fred here. Uh, so, and he's still involved with tennis. So uh, we whole family, we used to travel around playing a lot of junior tennis together. We are stuck you, with are it. you still involved with tennis or you have another career? I have a totally different career. Uh, last year, I uh, volunteered as an assistant coach on my son's college team. That was great fun. Mm -hmm. um, I teach uh, some juniors just on the side for fun, just to uh, give back because I love this sport so much. Great, great. So please tell us now, Johan, uh, your most memorable or favorite match of your career. That's, a, that's an interesting question. Uh, uh, probably the toughest one was um, in, the, in the college at the University of Utah, our arch enemy was uh, BYU. Uh, and we had a great team my junior year, but we had two guys that got hurt. So one guy broke his toe and another guy had a meniscus surgery uh, a couple of weeks before the tournament. Um, so we played BYU in the finals and it comes down to the last doubles that we're playing. And uh, the BYU team was wearing a T-shirt the whole week, which says where, and then on the back is that Georgia mm. for going to the NCAAs. Um, and they came down to the final uh, doubles, and we ended up winning that 7-6 in the third. 
Wow, that's a tremendous accomplishment. It's it's always a little tougher to win a team competition when you're missing a couple of your top guys and the other players have to step up to the occasion and make good. Johan, good luck for the rest of the tournament. Thank you for coming by. Uh, thank you very much.